0: Hello! Hello, lovely screenwriters. Hey, who are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm Danny. I'm Danny Stack.
0: I'm Tim Clay. Oh, no, how are you? Not too bad. <laughs> Why don't we do the UK Scriptwriters Podcast episode eleven?
1: Ooh, let's do
0: it! Yeah, brilliant. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was like a Muppet show intro.
0: I love the Muppets. That's my exciting screenwriting news. Screenwriting news straight in there. You'll see that the Muppets are coming back. I haven't I'm, seen the trailer yet. I've I'm heard well people excited. Say. Now, the the news that I want to talk about is no news. If you see what I'm saying, there what is do no I mean news. by that? Is that it's becoming quite hard to keep up to date with a lot of the competitions, the American competitions, like, because they've got big um windows of entry time wise. You know, you've got sort of three months to enter and that sort of thing. And then those different deadlines, early bird and so on. I'm thinking about the Zoetrope competition, Scriptapalooza, those countries. Gr- those, those are.
1: The big ones that you might miss or might be intimidated by.
0: Indeed, actually, they're quite they're quite good to go for because um, you you get good feedback from a lot of those competitions if you don't get even if you don't get through. So it's become a bit hard for us to sort of keep talking about those and the dates and so on. But what I've uh, noticed it's not new, but a lot of writers wouldn't know about it. There's a film festival portal website called without a box without a box yeah so, now Danny you're on that obviously because you've got your short i'm on it as well because you've got your short film yeah, Origin, it's, probably it's on, handy
1: it's handy for submitting short films
0: yeah because what you do you enter all your all your information and now you upload your film also to this one place and then if you want to enter different film festivals around the world you just sort of click a couple of boxes and it sends it all to the festival for you, yeah. so you don't have to keep typing it in, entry forms and so on. Now, they've started doing scripts also. So what you can do now, you upload your script, you upload your, your synopsis, um, your log line, all that one time to without a box, and then it shows you what are the deadlines coming up and you can enter whatever you want really easily. A lot of the times also, you'll get the, you know $5 off the um, entry fee because it's easier for that festival, that screenwriting festival or competition, to uh, administer that because it's simpler because it all comes bulk from without a box, so anyway, if you don't know about it, check it out if you do know about it, don't forget like I keep forgetting to like log in once a month or so, yeah, put it on your calendar as a reminder, log in once a month to uh, see if there's any competitions that fit the genre of your script because there's new script competitions coming out all the time, some of which specialize in certain genres now, yeah, so you've got a sort of horror script competitions and so on so um yeah check 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 that out so it's a kind of a a little bit of a not not exactly news but a thing to keep on top of the news well
1: yeah and here in the uk hayley mckenzie from scriptangel.co.uk keeps an eye out for all the latest mm. competitions and stuff and updates it on the website so check that out but if you have a script good to go and you want to submit it everywhere then without a box.com load up yeah. And click entry and all that
0: kind of stuff. Now, we, we thought we'd also talk a little bit of personal news. Let's start with yourself, Danny, because you've been annoying everyone for six weeks now. Well, with your liquid lunch well, it, it, uh, that you've been doing. It, it, well, <laughs> kind of. I mean, we
1: do these podcasts once a month. Yeah. And this time last month, I said, I'm just about to start liquid yeah. lunch and you can That's watch right. it. And now it's over. I know. So these mo- the months fly by. <laughs> and, and it's over because we launched with episodes one and two. So that cut off a week. Mm. Um, but it was a six-episode run, two-minute episodes. You can watch them all on the interweb on liquidlunch.co.uk. It went really well. I was a bit overwhelmed by um, the internet, really, and how to promote and all that it kind takes of stuff. a
0: stuff. It takes a long time. It does take a long time. to You know, just uploading mm. it takes a while. As so you have uploaded you've got to write all your bump about it, send the And it. And then you've it. got to go
1: on the internet and try and attract people's attention people towards it. and you end up annoying them no doubt but that's just the way it is uh, yeah. but that it's gone really well actually and we've had great feedback so mm. very pleased with that I will be blogging about my experiences so
0: I was going to ask you that is it too early to have a kind of a one big lesson that you've learned from doing it something that you didn't know before Are you still digesting that in your mind
1: I've been doing a, ser- a blog post series called how I made a web series and I've got up to the shoot Mm. and now the next part is tackling the internet Mm. so i'm just letting everything percolate for Mm. just a little short while so i have something useful to Mm. say Mm. but because it has been just complete i mean i always knew the internet was a big and wide expensive Mm. random place but just getting my hands dirty with it was just Mm. eye eye opening yeah exactly Uh, but it's gone really well and so happy with that so do check it out if you haven't already liquid lunch six by two minutes comedy web series Liquidlunch.co.uk
0: Well, another thing that we did together while you were busy doing that was um, I ran a uh, a development day. Now, when I say that, you might be thinking for something, for a competition or something, but it wasn't. It was for myself. Um, I had a script that uh, I wanted to move to the next draft. I thought it was quite good, but not quite there, but I was too close to it. And after a while, Danny, you start to know that in yourself. When you're starting out, you start thinking, oh, this is really great, or this is rubbish, and it's hard to critique your own work. But as you become more experienced, of course, you start to realise and understand your own strengths and flaws. And so, um, yeah, I thought there's something... I think there's something here. I want to maybe shoot this film in a low-budget manner soon. And so um, one thing that I know, and it's something we all say is that we know too many low-budget British films. The, the scripts aren't quite ready. We, we, When we see the film, we we can see that. So taking that on board and doing something about it, I says, well, we won't be one of those guys. I'll at least try and move it further forward myself. And so I put together um, uh, a bunch of screenwriting friends and colleagues, I suppose, yeah. like yourself and Sarah that I've already mentioned and uh, Chris Hill, who's... Um, been on the uh, on on this on podcast. Pitching podcast, yeah, um, uh, and uh, and a few others that couldn't make it, which is a, but fair enough because it was a, you know any a week's notice or so, and uh, we all sat around here and where we're doing the, the podcast right now. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. We ripped
1: Tim's scripts apart. In a way,
0: <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a nice way.
1: We left him crying in the corner yeah, at the a, end of no, the
0: day. Well, definitely not doing that, mate. I'll tell you how... Because uh, I haven't seen you since then. No, that's I'll tell right. you how you did leave me. You left me really buzzing about it. Oh, that's good. Because, um, you know, we didn't need to... Because we're all experienced in this game now, we didn't need to dwell on those good parts you know you said that these scenes are good and that, you know a lot of the dialogue's good and you know the writing's generally tight so we just accepted that and moved on we didn't need to stroke big ego about that it's writing fine now let's talk about what it wasn't and I wasn't sure so I had that open agenda <clears throat> but you you all agreed it was the main character and motivations of that character and so on. And so I thought, right, great, so we'll look at that for maybe an hour or half an hour and we'll move on to some of the scenes. But in fact, it wasn't like that, dear listeners. We really went over and over on that same topic, thinking about that character. And and those guys were really challenging me to say, yeah, but Tim, what would that character do in this situation? I still don't understand. Why are they like that? What would have happened if what happened in their earlier life that we're not never going to see, but just help us what, what's happened, you know. And some of those things I didn't know the answers to. And so just to have that light shined onto there to say, yeah, well, you don't know this. Yeah. You think you know it. You know all this other stuff about all the other characters. Yeah. They're great. This central character, who's a bit of a cipher in this uh, in this film, so maybe I'd ignored ignored that because it's kind of a quite a passive and gentle central character. But the point was made to me in a very clear fashion and, you know, it was easy to take on board that, although it might be a very subtle character, it still needs that depth <clears throat> for, for, you know, care for caring about, um, her plight and her adventure. So it's like fantastic. And I really recommend, um, others to give this a go together to, um, spend a full day. This was a full day I'm talking about, yeah. uh, really getting into the heart of the script and exploring it with your colleagues. too often we sort of skirt over this or we write a few notes i've read your script i've got three ideas Uh, you know these lines could be a bit better this was way beyond beyond that everyone this was um really getting into it or and, and you know any topic on the script delving into the heart of it challenging it having an argument about it um, you know, really in a constru- totally constructive manner. You think it suits experienced writers a little bit more than beginners because you've got to have that confidence in your colleagues and their feedback. But I thought it was. One of the best things I've ever done, Danny, is a writer. Well, what you did,
1: what you did, Tim, was pretty much replicate either, you know, a storylining room or a writer's room scenario mm. where you just come in and you go, "Okay, here's the story." Well, I
0: I based it on what I understood, but I have no direct experience of what they do at Pixar and those kind of places mm. where I know they would do it with storyboarders and not just writers, but that kind of real. Let's not just look at the problems; let's look at solutions. And Chris Hill came up with a couple of blinders where he says. Well, you're, you, you, you sound like you're linking it to this. Mm. Do you mean this? And it's like, yeah, let's we can put that straight in. Mm. Almost put that as word for word into it. Yeah. And um, yeah, totally, totally. But the difference being, uh, Danny, that it's the writer in control of that development process, which can be dangerous, but also very liberating. Normally, a producer might organise that development day. Yeah. But here, it's me as a writer saying, I need help mm. um, to get this from being 80 good to 90% good or wherever we are with it <clears throat> from a b to an a or yeah. whatever and uh yeah just just uh feeling in control of that process and and supported by it okay uh but we move on move on now to we screenwriting we, we, mail
1: these come in um via twitter uh and via and facebook and via email email is uk scriptwriters at hotmail.com you can email us at any time about anything at all. So just whack us in. But Facebook, Twitter, we're all there. Hmm. Uh, UK scriptwriters, you'll find us. Uh, but first question.
0: First question I'm going to cover. I'll read it out for you, Danny. This is from uh, Beverly. Um, she said it's about blending fact with fiction. That's a right. theme that she wants to ask about. Faction. Here is uh, her uh, situation. I'm writing a screenplay about actors in a theatre. And I'm wondering if I can make the play that my characters are acting in a real play. If so, how do I make sure I don't get sued for copyright infringement? And, uh, there's a part two, which is if I want to base a script on a real person's life, do I need permission? Right. So let's look at the first bit. Now, okay. I've got a quick, quick win for the first bit, which is, of course, there's a lot of plays... aren't in copyright anymore. So Shakespeare, you're good to go. Shakespeare is good to go. So if they want to just be putting on a a play and the topic doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. I would say, I would expect the the play, the fictional play in the film to be related to the theme somehow, Mm -hmm. however. So if you're doing the theme about um, depression... You know, let's have Hamlet that they're putting on. Mm. You, do, do, do you know what I mean? There's the play or whatever it is. Yeah. And so um, I, I think those should be those should be linked, but there are ways around it. If, however, that you've seen a play um, that's contemporary or something like Cats, and you want them to be putting on Cats,
1: even some local production at your Amdram kind of thing, then you're in trouble. Well, you're just you just con- can't
0: you can't be putting on bits of Cats. No. in your film you have to get permission from you, the you author get or whoever owns copyright and you will be in trouble so
1: if it's a smaller unheard of play just contact the author oh yeah and see if you can get permission yeah totally if it's a bigger thing yeah you have to contact the rights holder that's right and uh, you'll have to do a little bit of digging and phone calling yeah. and emailing to find out who that is
0: now if neither of those work for you then you can, of course, write something yourself in the style of yeah. So if you if you want to do a Brian Rick's style farce, right? You know where the vicar comes in and your trousers fall down. You don't obviously need to get that official. Mm-hmm. You can do a, a, a satire almost on that style of of uh, farce play that was popular in the fifties and sort of write something yourself, and that would be that would be fine. But I'm sure you know all that, uh, Beverly. But um, uh, don't don't uh, yoink extracts out of a play that's in copyright and stick it in your film. No, don't yeah. do that.
1: Um, I'm reminded mm. of the film Me and Orson Welles. Did you see that? Mm. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, and what play was he doing though? Orson Welles. I mean, obviously it was based you know, on Orson Welles, a real person. Yeah, but
0: they he was putting on he was putting a on. modern treatment of a Shakespeare play. That's think, what it wasn't was. He? But it was about,
1: I mean, it was essentially about Orson Welles. I don't think there was any permission. When, a, when somebody is in the public eye like that, obviously Orson Welles is dead now. Mm. But I think... I think some, something like that subject matter is okay to do. Well, and this, take creative license Yeah, on. but this
0: joins us to the second part by yeah. you picking that example about real person. Mm. I mean, if you should, how do you feature a real person? Now, again, it depends what you're sort of doing with them, I think, because, for instance, Winston Churchill. Yeah. He, he, he's fighting the dialects last time I saw him. Yeah. Right on Doctor Who. Now, you don't need to really worry too much. He's a figure larger than life figure and you're not um, disrespecting his memory in any way you can probably get away with yeah. it so there's no sort of hard and fast rules because a lot of times things in, in 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 life um are in the news and they become stories and so on the difficulty becomes when you're really delving into someone you're focusing purely on them as a person you're perhaps looking at the dark things they're going to be upset by it mm. um then you're opening up a whole a whole can of worms i think the best bet. If you've got no... If if it's a positive, generally, portrayal of someone, I don't see the reason why not to get in touch with them, but they might welcome it and support it and give you extra information that mm. you um, need. Um, if they're long gone, it, it, it doesn't matter so much, but I'm reminded of the King's speech where the writer wrote to the Queen mother mm. and said, you know, I'm thinking about writing uh, this, and she said, oh you know very interesting but if you could not make it while i'm still alive mm. i don't want to be you know reminded of, of all that and dragged out and get get all the attention yeah um and that's what that's what happened yeah and uh, i think that's a fair compromise and i don't you know if there is, if you feel it is a bit touchy why, why not write to the the person now if it's a really negative betrayal of someone who is alive then you are on shaky ground and you're going to need to get real proper help with that. Should we move on? We'll move on. Number two. Abigail. She says, Should I write cheaper? Yes. What does she mean? She means, Deliberately write something cheap to make, to make my scripts more appealing, even though it isn't really my preference since sci-fi is inherently more expensive. So, uh, you can see what she's saying, Danny. She's saying, You know, she's writing some sci-fi. Comes out big budget because of the type of sci-fi she's writing. I I think you can do sci-fi cheaply. We just look when this came in. The first things that popped in my mind were *Pi*, uh, which you said has got more of a sub sci-fi thing, was really, but it could also do *Primer*, which is a time travel film. If you haven't seen that, folks, but shot for seventy grand or something like that, or even *Moon*.
1: *Moon*, which was quite cheap. It was five million.
0: You know, but, but that's cheap in Hollywood terms. cheap, yeah, exactly, um, so all of those are you know pretty uh, or even um t h x one one three eight mm. uh Lucas's first film, which was um you know very uh very low budget in its time so Anyway, so there's a few low budget things, but even if all those, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm just writing um spaceships flying around everywhere, zero gravity, and all it's, you, you know it is expensive then um, I think there's no point in, in continuing to churn out more and more of those. I, th- I think she should be looking to have a cheaper thing on her slate in addition to those more expensive pictures.
1: Well, it's really difficult, actually, in the UK market especially, because one of the criticisms that will be kind of pointed in at, at scripts is where's the ambition you know where's the genre it's yeah. always kitchen sink or or yeah budget rubbish kind of stuff that, that's the criticism and yet then when people try and write the big budget stuff they're like well we can't make this no
0: but that's i, no, I agree with both of those things i agree that you should have a, an understanding of genre and ambition and i think that you should be aiming to live within your means enough but i think all of those films that i mentioned do do that
1: yeah, they did the indie route though, like you and me might do. So, well, that,
0: but I think that's what Abigail's asking: that should she have an indie-style script as well? Should she try and write something indie um, to increase her chances of getting something made? Mm. Now, although you might not want to say yes, I think if I if I was her like career mentor, I'd, I'd say yes. You seem doubtful of what I'm saying.
1: No, I'm only trying to think of Abigail's question in terms of you know producers and what they're like and when they get scripts at their desk. So, and again, I go back to the thing of if you can write with a sensible eye on on what actually you're writing, even though it might have big space battles or whatever, mm. um, it's like the, the cheaper version of that is like the space officer's getting ready in the canteen type thing mm. and the battles take place off screen and we only see them coming no, in see, out. That would
0: wind me up total tragic. <laughs> that's what, exactly what I'm saying that I don't think you should, but what I'm, but what you I'm, should do because yeah. it's still got the feel that those th- events should be seen and now I'm gutted that they're not going to be seen. Mm. However, if you wanted to do a thing about waiting on the frontier for a battle that's never going to come and mm. it becomes about claustrophobia, then that's a whole different premise and you know it might be likeable again yeah. now i think what would you send people you might send them the high budget as you call it in card if you think it's your best work and they'll go this is great no way we can afford to do this but if you've got that lower budget proposition in your back pocket to say oh i've got this mm. then you can't you can't lose you've got both anyway i think we we'll, we'll move on from move that. on we'll move yeah on so again
1: that. a tricky one but um hopefully that's covered some of that <coughs> abigail that was via email i think no, beverly go... was via twitter initially no oh, no, she no was email well. here's a
0: twitter one Right. this is from uh, ryan ellis boyd he says uh, it's all about pilots he wants to know about pilot not 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 uh, aircraft not, pilots or, <laughs> or shuttle space pilots, pilots. <laughs> space pilots no it, television pilots uh so where think... to start how to start How do you get that exposition in that you're going to need to sort of launch it um, but without it becoming all the kind of the exposition bit and getting all clunky and so on? Well,
1: I think this is worthy of another podcast entirely. But if you want to go through it quickly now in terms of whatever pops into your head. I'll tell you the key thing about pilot scripts as well. And I'll try and do this very quickly. Um, They boil down into two categories. Premise pilots is what they call them, mm. where you're establishing the idea of the show yeah. and you're introducing all the characters so by the end of the episode you know who everybody is and you know yeah. what the idea is yeah. and it's all been set up. Yeah. And then from episode two, that's when the format kicks Starts. in. Yeah. Whereas in other pilots you have the format pilots. Yeah. Where it in it immediately kicks into what it will be yeah. every week, yeah. Like a crime show yeah. or a doctor's show. Yeah. Uh, so that's the difference. There's the premise yeah. pilots. Uh, the and that's almost pilots. like
0: um, that's almost like an origin story. If it was a comic book, or like how Spider, not a, well, you think- know how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man, or something like that. Would, is that what you're talking about in a sort of a yeah. premise pilot? It L- would be lost, like, lost. Like, like like the Hulk TV show yeah. would be how he became the Hulk. Yeah.
1: Lost, more recently, was a premise pilot, I think. Yeah. Set up who they yeah. were and what they but were. But
0: if you're doing you do ER, you do a format pilot. Format pilot.
1: Uh, X-Files was a format pilot. The first mm. two minutes of it was Scully being assigned to Mulder to yeah. debunk him. No, they were off. But oh. then it, that was it. The format was up. Yeah. They were investigating together. Yeah. And it's, it's a really cracking first episode, actually. Yeah. Um, Indeed. So, there, so there you go. Format pilot or a premise pilot. Um, oh, we so. might come back to this later I think it's worthy of a bigger discussion because pilot scripts a lot of people work on and try and get right and even enter into competitions and stuff so I think we should come back to it later
0: I um, hate pilots so.
1: I like writing pilots actually I'm a bit of a, bit a mas- masochist when it comes to that
0: right um, that's all we're going to have time for for the mail today
1: we have more we we've have got one, more but we had a good one about writer's block them. and about comic books so we'll get to them uh, later maybe we'll get
0: to those later or we'll keep sending stuff in I wanted to do something a bit different rather than um, reviews, which was Danny sort of wanted to review everything.
1: Well, I just In a thought, way, you know, yeah, a kind
0: of a TV roundup.
1: A TV roundup of what's happening. Because, Woody's roundup. Because um, the, the summertime, typically on UK TV schedules, is a graveyard or they just mm. dump stuff because they don't think anybody's watching. Yeah, opposite.
0: Um, to, they've all gone to the cinema to watch the big releases. Exactly. No, beg your pardon, to watch all the sequels.
1: To watch all the sequels and CGI. Yeah. But actually, at the moment, there's quite a lot of good stuff on. Or there's, yeah. there's quite a lot of, seemingly anyway, good stuff or hyperbole well, stuff.
0: Well, I think well, you, we'll may do, have hit, you may have hit on something. We'll
1: do a quick mention of the main ones. Um, Shadowline, which is just finished. Yeah. Tim, you watched all of that. I did watch all I'll of that. I'll have to do iPlayer to catch up on all of yeah. that. Luther, with uh, Stringer Bell from That's The right. Wire. That's right. Uh, Camelot, which has started, so it's on week three now, I think. Um, these are UK obviously mm-hmm. and there's the Game of Thrones which is just finished on Sky Atlantic which is kind of camelot but more darker more dark sorry um, <laughs> darker eh? and um, a UK procedural thing called Scott and Bailey which is actually quite good um, but those that's quite a lot happening and when you think of Luther, Camelot and Shadowline they're quite big expensive things with big expensive yeah, writers but, and but
0: actors and stuff they are there's um, nothing there to inspire me particularly as a writer. Right. Because those are genres well covered by the UK.
1: Well, Shadowline is crime. Luther is crime. crime. Camelot is E-L-D. the King, King Arthur. Yeah. Scott and Bailey is crime. Yeah. Scott and Bailey is based in Manchester, I believe. Luther is set in London. Shadowline is set. Where was that set? Um, London, I think. London, okay. So pretty London-centric. Um but Shadowline, though, yeah, just quickly because I haven't yeah. I haven't seen enough of it to comment. But I mean, I've heard a lot of things about how it's done in the style of it. Yeah, it sounds I've got quite mixed, ambitious. Mixed
0: feelings about it. Okay. Um. So, uh, I liked the directing of it. There were some interesting shots. It and... was written,
1: produced, and directed by the same guy. Yeah,
0: unusually Hugh, so, Hugo Blick, who, yeah. who
1: did Marion and Jeff, and Sensitive Skin. Very that different. Thing with Joanna Lumley last year. Very,
0: very. Uh... You know, and it's got a kind of a nice black and white feel t- to it in terms of how you art direct it and light it. Mm. So everything's kind of white background with silhouettes in front of it, or the opposite of that. You know, kind of bright figures, dark background, and <clears throat> very and, and and in my way because I like those sort of things. A kind of a formal way of filming, um, very deliberate pacing, very even. So it's kind of considered. Um, but um, not, not 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 lots of little borrows from Smiley's people in terms of the look and the feel and so on. So I'm not sure um, uh, about it in but terms it, it of was... like is it is it is it is it that amazing or is it more of a uh, pretentious style that in fact if you stripped it away would have been you know, a pretty standard uh, um, sort of thriller bit of detective in there. But a bit it's silly, a bit silly sometimes. But you it... know? Now, a bit cynical because, you know, it was a bit different, but it's only different once. And I'm worried about next year we'll be really sick of these kind of over-the-top um, shows that that's all. The next well, one. Well, I'll tell you wrong. One, Right, I'll tell you. I'll give you a prediction, Danny. You might even know what I'm. You might even say you mean this. It's already happened, right? But the same thing for a hospital now, right? So casualty, e if well, it was super slick, there and was there
1: James Nesbitt thing. He was a brain surgeon. Mon- probably Monroe. Never heard of it. It wasn't as theatrical as right, um, Shadowline.
0: It must be in development right no, now. No, oh, well, it might No, be. no, you know, that kind of thing. Don't well, be a vet. There I there hope be you're a vet, wrong. Honestly. I'm, I'm
1: going to talk on the good <laughs> side of it, even though I haven't seen enough of it to really make an opinion. Oh, check it out. I'm not saying um, don't check it out. It but... sounds like, it. you know, they gave the writer an authorial voice mm. to kind of go for it. And um, that's really good. I mean, in terms of genre, yeah, it's a crime thing. And yeah, mm. we see lots of crime, but maybe that's what people like to see as well. So... Um, Luther and Shadowline, are, I think, are good bedfellows by the sounds of it, in terms of tone and what they're trying to do. Similarly, Camelot and Game of Thrones, good comparison there, in terms of Game of Thrones being based on the books by George R. R. Martin. He's doing the R. Tolkien thing. George R. R. Martin, whatever it is, uh, of Ice and Fire, Games of Ice and Fire. Was that the name of the books or something? Sounds familiar. Um, so Game of Thrones, that's just finished in Sky Atlantic. Sean Bean, a host of other high profile Irish and English actors shot in Ireland and Malta, um, got, it was very much of a slow burn. Mm. Um, I pushed my patience quite a bit. I almost gave up on it. Um, but I stuck with it and then I was glad I stuck with it because of the penultimate episode. But then the finale kind of, I didn't think was much of a finale, but I'm still, I'm hooked now in terms of right. I'm into it. Right. Um, Camelot by contrast is almost like the anti-Game of Thrones in terms of it, it just went straight for it right from the very beginning straight into the action straight right. into straight into the exposition straight into um, everything but in a very fun pacey visual mm. way and episode one was a bit lots of sex in episode one maybe not that it would seem like no, Camelot rather than Camelot right <laughs> sorry that that guy comes with a PG-12 <laughs> warning yeah um but it's calmed down now a little, a right. little bit. But at the same time, I'm not. Even though it's gone fast paced, yeah, and it's good. Um, it's the same guys who've done the Tudors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh right, I'll say no more. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on the fence a bit on, mm. about, about it. Um, but it is, it is good entertainment. Mm. Uh, it's very easy to watch, and the time goes by quickly. It's just like because it hasn't done the Game of Thrones thing of settling in with the characters, which pushed me push my patience a bit Yeah. now uh, Camelot have gone the extreme the other way where yeah. I'm like well I don't really care enough about Yeah, yeah. yeah. the only character yeah, yeah, I really yeah, care yeah. about so far is the one where well she's the most complex which is Morgana played by um eve green or eva green the mm. bond girl mm. um she's well she plays it great and but her character seems to be the most complex yeah like there's sympathy and there's evil and yeah, there's yeah, compassion yeah, yeah, and, yeah well that's always more interesting whereas the camp that? um arthur himself is like mm. this kind of surfer dude who you just want to smack her across the face yeah. and go just get on with it yeah you? yeah um but so that's interesting and that's a lot of money um so it's interesting the summer mm. schedule yeah
0: mm. Well, you can see these international co-productions bringing in the money now, can't you? Yeah, oh, of so course. Tor- so it so The Tor- Torchwood is Graham, half American now. I Graham
1: think. King. Is it Graham King? The Martin Scorsese producer. He's involved with mm. uh, Camelot.
0: Oh, well, a lot of the film guys have gone to the TV.
1: So, yeah, a lot of money and yeah. a lot of co-productions, which is maybe why we're seeing it in the summer shen- schedules now, so. rather yeah, maybe, than, like, maybe. home-produced, low-key maybe. rubbish.
0: Well, I mean, autumn's always a better time for, f- for cinema. As you know, because it's when you get the Oscar contenders out and it becomes much better. And the summer tends to be... But this year's crazy. I mean, this year's just Sequel City.
1: See, Cars 2.
0: Yeah. What else 2?
1: Transformers 3.
0: Transformers 3. Final Destination 5. Generic 4. Really looking
1: forward to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You get the idea, folks. Anyway, competition time.
1: Competition time.
0: Now, last month's competition... The what? answer? The line was from all the president's men. All the president's men. men. Now, what do we mean by the line was from? Well, it's our own patented luck of the Irish competition. <laughs> it's <laughs> luck of the Irish! Um, where, where I do yeah, a Dennis very bad
1: <laughs> Irish impression of a famous line of dialogue.
0: That's right, that's right. Now, yet We're not again... not so famous line of dialogue. No, no, diff- we try and make it a little bit tricky for, for you folks. Now, this uh, competition is sponsored by Industrial Scripts and... Um, What they're offering uh, as a prize this time yet again is a chance to attend uh, one of their very successful now courses. Uh, We've got a little choice. So um, when you enter with your answer, pick one of these that you want to go to, which was either uh, script reading. Effective script reading course. Or screenwriting for beginners which, which
1: is a, a new course of theirs. new
0: course which covers the basics really not just of the craft but also of the business so what you're looking out for in contracts what opportunities are there out there now <clears throat> we, we we like that idea of a double uh answer uh, i beg your pardon a double prize because there'll be some people listening to this that are beginners and they're, they're listening to the podcast because they're thinking of getting into writing and obviously that, that would be great to go on the beginner's course and there' be uh, there'd be others that are looking to make their mark in the industry and of course the script reading would be would be great for them how do you analyze other people's scripts and you can apply that to your own script of course as well just mm. so, so uh, a kind of a course there for everyone if you want to know more about uh, either of those two courses, to check out which one you think would be better for you. There's a little write-up on each one on the um, on, on the Industrial Scripts website, which is industrialscripts.co.uk.
1: Now, the courses take place in London, so the script reading one is going to be the 30th of July, and the screenwriting for beginners is on the 22nd of July. Uh, expenses are not paid, but you just get a free spot at, yeah. the, um, at the thing. Get,
0: get yourself down
1: there. Uh, Industrial have also um, included three published scripts of this the original star wars um episodes four five and six not episodes one two and three um so there you go they didn't have
0: scripts yeah
1: (laughs) so uh yeah we're going to do um, a line of dialogue in uh, my inimitable irish way yeah and you have to guess where it's from and then email your answer so should i just say the line take it
0: away mr leprechaun
1: There was no father. I carried him. I gave birth. I raised him. I can't explain what happened.
0: So if you know what uh, film uh, that the leprechaun was uh, writing live. No, we don't want to hear it again. Then you should uh, email info at industrialscripts.co.uk with the answer... And um, you know which course that you'd like to. By what go. day?
1: What deadline are we saying? The twentieth again?
0: Yeah. And uh, no, when was that course though?
1: Twenty second of July. So let's oh, see. Let's say... say
0: before that. We say the fifteenth, a week before it, 15th... to give you a chance to sort out your travel. Fifteenth of July. Fifteenth of July is is the deadline. So let 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 them know. Um...
1: Tim's gone to blank. <laughs> but right, I'll but give I you hope. the email again. Info at industrialscripts.co.uk. I know. Our email is uk scriptwriters at hotmail.com. That's right. And we're
0: just going to thank the good folks at Moviescope for sponsoring the bandwidth. That, that was it. It was yeah. just a... Yeah. yeah,
1: Moviescope, legends, thank you very much.
0: And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Are we finish now. We finish now. How
1: long have we been on Too long. Yeah. Yeah, let's shut up. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. It'll be our anniversary one. Yes.
0: yes yes so any special big questions let us know yeah all right cheers everyone Bye 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 bye